beautiful soul. Welcome to the Quantum Business Queen podcast. This podcast is a vortex for activating wealth, riches, and boss bitches. It is here that I teach multi-dimensional business. Our content will fall under three different categories, 5D quantum creation, 4D frequency alchemy, and the most potent 3D strategy. Every aspect of business that contributes to the creation of success is covered here. Plus, I will be personally interviewing the most amazing boss bitches that are at the forefront of the game, paving the way for money, magic, and magnetism in business. Let's get ready to activate all of that within you. Oh, Haley, I'm so happy to have you here. This is going to be so amazing. You're such a high vibing entrepreneur. And to me, you are the epitome of number one, just being able to give entrepreneurs permission. Like you give people permission to expand and do so much more in their business and just the way you do it. But number two, your energy and how you are so magnetic when it comes to your creation. And this is what you live and embody. And this is why I think it was so important to have you on this podcast. So thank you and welcome. Can you talk to us about the importance of your embodiment and your energy when it comes to your success and how it contributed to that? Yes, for sure. Well, thank you for having me on. I am so excited to be here. I think for for me, there's always embodiment work that we do and we get to do, right? But for me, it's just like, I've always been an entrepreneur, always. Like my whole life, well, I started, I started my first business when I was eight years old because there was something I wanted. It was a tracksuit. And my mum said that she wouldn't buy it for me. So I started a business and I started car washing at eight year old. And I really quickly built up the proof for myself that if you want something, you can make it happen, but you have to go and make it happen. And I've always had the mindset of, so it wasn't like, oh, our family doesn't have enough money. I can't get these things. It was, oh, my family doesn't have enough money. There's money available in the world. Let me go and see how I can tap into that to create it, to get the things. So like, even from a young age, I've had this, like, my family used to call it living in Haley's world. They used to always say that I lived in Haley's world. So, like, I remember my brother laughing at me once because I said, I can't wait till I'm older and I drive, like, the, my first ever brand new car out the garage. And he laughed because he's like, you're never going to drive a brand new car. And that was a kind of, like, it just wasn't expected of people around where I grew up. I've just always had that mindset. So when you talk about, like, embodiment, embodiment for me is it's like at your core you have a belief and a knowing inside of you and you embody that version of you every day and I think we've all got that in us it's all that that young little girl or little boy before the world told them they couldn't have these things like it gives me tingles talking about it we all have that and I think that even if you've done no other embodiment practices if you just tuned into that little child and that little version of you every single day like your life would change 
Oh my gosh. I love that so, so much. That is so powerful. It was, it is that human, like this is what happens. Like we get programmed, we get told what we're capable of, what we're not able to do. And then we just end up believing it and we're forgetting the pure, innocent child aspect of who we are that had the world at their fingertips and you. So are you saying that part of your success is you have been able to grasp on the, to that part of you and you've never let that go? A hundred percent. Like, there's just never been anything that I've came up like so when I started my business I went full out and all our family's finances were on me so I was like I have to make 5k this month so my first month in business I made 5,050 pounds and then I was like okay well that's cool and then I got into the coaching space and I started seeing like 10k 20k 30k so then I was like oh a 50k month would be nice let me do a 50k month so my fifth month in business it ended up being well at the time the conversion it was like an $86,000 month my fifth month in business and then I started my coaching academy and I had the idea for my coaching academy when I was still doing my first ever certification and it's because when I was getting certified I was like this would work better this way this would work better that way so I was like I'm going to take everything I'm learning and build it into something different. I had no idea it was going to become a coaching academy. But I remember one of my friends and my peers at the time, she said to me, she was like, how do you do that? And I was like, what? She's like, how do you have the confidence to just be like, I'll just start an academy. And then you're actually going to go and do that now, though. And I was like, well, the other person that started their academy, they just decided one day to start an academy. And they're just a person like I was like, I don't think they're better than me. And I don't think I'm better than anybody else. Like we're all just people. So if they can do it, like I can do it. So I think like for sure that success part of me is always just being anything's available and I get to decide because I get to decide. But then also let me go and do the work that's going to make that happen. Oh my gosh. Yay. I love this. And it's so funny that you're saying all of this because I literally just did a podcast episode on my adventures in LA. And for those of you who don't know, Haley and I have the same mentor. We share Nick and Nick created this insane environment. And in the very beginning, because of the people that Nick knows, I was super intimidated to say hi to some of them. And then the second I realized like I'm the same, like I was immersed in a whole different world. I felt like I was transported to an alternative reality because I gave myself permission to be the same and not separate. And I think that is so crucial when you give yourself permission to be the same or do the same as somebody else that you see is doing more than you. That's when you transport yourself into that reality, into that world. So powerful. Now, I want to ask you something, and do you find yourself, so when it comes to making money and making a lot of money, you you seem to have jumped up fairly quickly. Do you feel like you you have to integrate high, like big numbers, like into your body, into your nervous system? How do you play with big numbers and anchoring in like higher levels of income? I love money. Oh, love that. <laughs> money like, loves I you. Just, yeah, I just love money. I don't come from money. I absolutely love it and I also think it doesn't mean anything both at the same time like and and one of my clients my mastermind asked me to riff on this a little bit actually in our boxer chat and like she was saying like what do you want more of and I was like like what are your goals for this year and I was like just more of everything and I was speaking about 
we live in an amazing house now. We've got a big five bedroom farmhouse, like two living rooms. Like I've got my own office in here. Like we've got like an acre of land. It's amazing. And I remember when we were sitting in a shared flat in a horrible area where my kids were like having to share rooms and they've got additional needs. So it wasn't easy. We had a shared garden. And I remember sitting out in that garden with my husband. It was a really nice summer. And the kids were playing and our neighbours were all drunk and hanging over the fences. And I remember looking at my kids thinking, I'm the luckiest person in the world right now. And like, I've had that same feeling here at my new house. Like, it doesn't make a difference. But I love our new house. Like, of course, I'd rather have this than the other one. So I feel that way about everything that I had my dream relationship when me and my husband at one point in our life lived in an actual tent. Like that's where we were in a tent living. Like we've been through the homeless system in our country together. Like we went through struggles. Like money is not normal to us, but also I normalize it because I like having it. I like spending it and it means nothing. So I can get it. I can save it. I can spend it. I can invest it and I can celebrate all those things and have absolute joy and it could all disappear tomorrow and I wouldn't be any less happy. Do you know, okay, there's something you said in there. And I think that was, I think that's like the golden ticket. When you say you love money, but it means nothing. I think that is one, when you say it means nothing, that is so important. I think that is one of the pieces that will allow you to access its flow. Because people put such an emphasis on it. They make it such a big deal. They need it. They get all of this like energy, which is actually repelling it. But you have such a beautiful balance of detachment around it because it means nothing but loving it. And this allows it to become super magnetic to you. For sure. It's something I remember. It's when Clubhouse was still a thing. I don't think it's even a thing anymore, but when it was, when Clubhouse was up and coming, I remember doing a chat on Clubhouse to do with like money mindset. And someone asked, they were like, do you not think it's really hard or it's harder for people that come from poverty to change their money mindset I was like absolutely not people that come from poverty go one or two places they either match and repeat what they've been brought up in or they use that to push forward you look at anybody who's achieved success and most of them came from struggle I don't believe you need struggle but I believe that you're either born into abundance so you always believe abundance is available to you. And that doesn't, the people that are born into money have their own struggles and they don't always do well with money, but that's one category. Then you get people that are born into struggle and poverty and they either stay in that cycle or they propel out of it. The people that I find struggle the most with money are the people that are born into okayness. Ah. So their parents own a house and they've got their mum and their dad both work. They live in like this lower middle class. They've got one or two cars in the drive. They go on holiday once a year. They've never known abundance. So they've never been lax with money. They've always been careful with it. And they've never actually struggled. So they don't know that they, like, I'm not scared of not having any money because I've had no money. And I know that I was fine. Whereas a lot of people think like they get so scared to take any risk because they're so scared of what would happen at the back end if they lost everything. So they value their things because they associate their things with safety. 
because yes. we don't believe they'll be safe without those things. And I find it's actually those people that struggle the most with money mindset, with creating money. And that's why most people get stuck in this reality. And that's where most people sit in that band. And it's also the hallmark maybe life that's sold to us, right? That's like what you should strive for. And that's like, that's like the ultimate everything. And you're not meant to love your job and you're meant to have these struggles. That's normal. And it's that that kills success, that kills dreams. Like it's that Disney, Hallmark, middle class, lower middle class that keeps the majority of people stuck. Wow. I never thought of that. It is so true. It is, it's just comfort and it's just, I'll just continue to keep my life comfortable. Even if it means I'm not happy in this job, even if it means I'm making ends meet, but just, you know, even if it means I don't get to experience the world, I'm just, I'm going to live my life to make sure I'm always going to be in comfort. It's so true. Oh my gosh. This is so crazy. Wow. You're bringing, you're bringing so much to it. And do you know what? Like, I think one of your most profound gifts was your lack of fear around losing it all because you're willing to put it all on the table then. And it's obviously <laughs> paid off for you. And, and I always say that, you know, with people for me, when they, when I talk about like my business Academy, I felt like it kind of chose me. So for me, it was like, from the outside in, yes, there were times when I risked a lot and spent a lot of money when we didn't have it. You know, my it was during COVID. My husband lost all of his work. I lost all my in-person clients. And from the outside in, it looked like a massive perceived risk. We just bought a house, all of this to, to put a lot of money on the line for your goal. But when I think about that, it's like you have a divine or if, at least I and you probably do, too. You have a divine knowing that this is just it. This is just it. And I think also a lot of people have that divine knowing, but then they don't choose the path to follow it. And it keeps, again, perpetuating the same reality, the same comfort, but never gets them anywhere. It's comfort, but it's also, I think, a sense of obligation. So you get a lot of people that will spend six to eight years training in their profession and then go into it and then be miserable and happy but they're willing to risk the other 40, 50, 60 years of their life for the eight years they've already invested. Like, but I've done this now, so it'd be a waste to change it. Yeah. And it's like, it's that obligation to their investment already rather than seeing that you're cutting your losses now. Like, you could change your career now and then you've not wasted that time. Like, everything's happening in divine timing. And I think like that's a lot of it as well. I think that, and again, it, it's everything. It's a money thing. It's this thing. It's careers. It's what we're divinely here on this planet to do. It's all, all the blocks are in the way. It's for me that I see anyway is society's expectations. Like yeah. the expectations that are put upon you or that you put upon yourself based on how society says that people should or shouldn't show up. Oh my gosh. Yes. It was so interesting. I was speaking to Nick about this because she had, as you know, a supplement company and, you know, that could have gone gangbusters. I'm sure she could have made multi-millions off of that, et cetera, et cetera. And she put everything on. She had, she didn't keep herself obligated to that, even though she spent all her time, energy, efforts, money, you know, building this entity. And she had the balls to be like, actually, my alignment is changing and shifting. My path is going this way. 
And she chose something different. And I think the power in those decisions is what will propel you to that next level. But you're right. People feel too obligated to the things they've already created. And so they feel like that, well, I've already studied this much or I've already been this long in this career or whatever. So might as well continue. <laughs> and yeah. they just keep perpetuating sameness. For sure. And it's like the same actions won't get you different results. Like, yeah. like they just want, if you want something different, you can go and do it. And I think that like I've got that belief. And again, this is something that I dropped into my, my mastermind the other day was about manifesting. So I'm really good at manifesting, really, really good at it. And I have been actually, when I look back my whole life, I just, well, we're always manifesting, but I mean, intentionally setting the intention with what we want, going after that. And it happens. I'm really, really good at it. And I can do it again and again and again and again. I realized the other day that there was a piece that I was doing, but I hadn't ever thought or spoken about because I've never broke it down. So I've always said, like, see what you want, visualize it. And then take the inspired action. And then obviously, like, you lean back and you trust. And I've always done that. And I speak about how you have to take the action as well. Like, I'm a big believer in that. But what I'd missed about the taking the action was also living it now in the capacity that you can right now. So, for example, one of my goals was for us to, like, travel the world as a family. And in December, we flew to Barbados, like, to see Nick and the retreat. But also I made that a family holiday as well. So we got a luxe villa, paid for the six of us to fly business class, my little four-year-old daughters, like, sitting in business class, laughing it up, like... And it was amazing. And we're away on all these trips this year and everything. But again, I'm like, four years ago, I made a decision. And a month later, made a decision to travel as a family. A month later, we sold all our belongings, gave up our house, put everything into storage, took any savings we have, and we went traveling. And we bought a caravan to start with and went around Scotland. Then we sold that and we done log cabins. Then we went to France and we were we got to stay in this villa in France, but my husband had to work for us to stay there. And we didn't know if we were coming back to the UK or we could go on. And it was like Belgium. And it was like, it was literally having to work to bring in money to make it happen. And we drove everywhere. So we literally drove all the way with, we had a baby. So under one, two-year-old, a four-year-old and a six-year-old all in the car. But I'm like, those adventures walking around a corner and see my kid's face see the Eiffel Tower for the first time or seeing the fireworks at Disneyland like those they weren't any worse and they weren't any better than seeing them on a camera in the Caribbean ocean they're like millionaires multi-millionaires on that boat like it was just as special most people wouldn't have made the first trip because it wasn't the second trip most people won't do the thing now because it's not ultimately what they want but I got to experience it. It gives me goosebumps. I got to experience it then. And then I understood how much I actually wanted to travel. How much I, like, I'd felt that frequency and how good that felt. So I never look and say, oh, I'll start. So don't manifest and then start doing the actions and then wait until it happens. I manifest, start taking the actions that will get me to my ultimate manifestation. And at the same time, how can I live that manifestation right now as well? Yeah, 100%. So most people sit in this energy of, okay, this is what I want. Or to be honest, I feel like some people don't even let themselves 
think or feel what it is they actually want. And that's the other thing that keeps people separate from manifestations. But so what most people are doing is is you're saying that, okay, this is what I want. And then they kind of just sit and think, well, uh, why isn't it happening to where it's like, yep, we're doing it now. (laughs) It's happening now. It's like, it gets to be this now and always gets to be better. Like, and that's what I believe. Like we get to live it right now and it gets to be perfect in this moment and it gets to be better next time. So there's always like, like it's that, like, as I say, when we lived in like a tiny flat, we made that flat our home and it was perfect and we loved on it and we loved on that. And now we live in our house and our house is like our home and it's perfect and it's amazing. Like we love, like, how can you, what can you go and do today that allows you to get into that feeling? Because that's what you're chasing. Yeah. Like it's not the thing. I wasn't yeah. chasing a catamaran in the Caribbean Ocean. I was chasing seeing my kids happy and lit up and experiencing new adventures with them. That's a feeling I can go create now. So it's the same with like money. People are chasing like the 100K months. Why? What feeling are you looking for that to give you? Because what you can do is manifest, visualize and start taking actions to get the 100K months. But also if you discover the feeling you want, you can start feeling that now. And then we know love vibration and attraction, it's going to come to you a lot faster anyway when you're in tune with that vibration. Oh, my gosh, I love that. And I think that's why it's so important to be in the sphere of people doing the things and living the things that you want. And that's what Nick did, you know, so well, like, you know, her friend, one of her friends is talking about how they made 400 million. And I take that amount and I like put it in my system and feel like what what is that feeling? And for me, that is ultimate freedom like ultimate freedom. And we have the choice to tune into that frequency right now. And then the universe will conspire and it it may or may not look exactly how we see, but for me, it's always better anyway. So, oh my God, Haley, you're so powerful. This is so amazing. It's just like you claim it, you do it. It's kind of a non-negotiable for you. 100%. Like there's just no other way. Um, It's so funny because my husband used to always say the worst thing you can say to Haley is she can't do something. Because she will show you, like, she could do it 10 times over. So I used to work in the film industry. I was telling this on one of, a call with my client today, actually, that I was, so I was a makeup artist, special effects artist, and then I wanted to get into writing and directing. So I managed to pull in a few favours and we got a team together and I wrote a script and I produced and directed and it was going to be a short film. We interrupt this awesome podcast episode to tell you about my life-changing Quantum Business Academy. If you are ready to take your business to the next levels of abundance and freedom, then you're definitely going to want to hear more. Please don't take my word for it, though. Here is one of our alumni sharing their experience. Wow. Where do I even begin with QBA and Sarah Tynan and my time in the container? Let's start with knowing that I have the permission to create my wildest, deepest, biggest vision. I had my highest cash day. I completely changed the direction of my business. I landed in my purpose and my passion. I felt like being a part of it all has given me the permission to truly be me and make the deepest impact possible. Yeah, wow. Sarah Tynan and QBA changed my life. It was so deeply healing to be in a space with like-minded people who are service-based, here to literally serve other souls. 
and to be held in such a space where you can come as you are and you are seen in your unique gifts, your talents, your desires and to have your vision come to life around other beautiful people is something that I will be forever grateful for and being led by Sarah in all of her vulnerability, her humour, her loving, unconditional, nurturing ways. Wow. Honestly, wow. If you want to know more, then please head over to my show notes, book a call with me, or you can message me in DMs. Now let's get back to the podcast. So six weeks out before we went to film, I was like, I want to make this a feature film. So I was like, that's what we'll do. Got on a call and I was like, right guys, we're making this a feature film. I'm going to write the script day and night. I don't know how we're going to happen, but basically just block out the time in your calendar. We're going to do it. And I went to my husband and we were making money and saving money for our wedding. And I was like, yeah, all that's going to be cancelled now. So we'll still get married, but actually we're going to use that money and that time and energy into making a film. So like, let me know if you're 100% behind it or not but this is going to happen and this is what's happening and um, I did we made a feature film it was amazing we ended up getting scaling her down to a wedding down to just 30 of us we rented log cabins everybody came back to the log cabin it was fairy lights it was magical we're in a hot tub it was perfect but that all happened like I said it to my clients and one of my clients like and she's known me for ages but she wrote in the chat she's like why is that the most Haley thing that, that anybody could ever do like of, of course you did that right and I'm not saying that everybody should take like their wedding funds and go and like create a movie or that but so many people just tell themselves they can't it's not available they don't have the resources like I just don't believe that's true I think that there are some people in the world who have it a lot harder like I didn't grow up like every class how we grew up was probably like in poverty it was in rough council estates we went through homeless systems it was a struggle like my stepdad worked but it was still really hard there wasn't any extra money however I'm like I'm white and born in the UK like I understand the level of privilege that comes with that but I also am aware of I took what I could and was resourceful for it so I think that 100% some people will face other barriers and other struggles and I completely acknowledge and respect that but unless you're that like seven billionth person in the world someone's got it worse than you yeah and someone's got it better than you like and there are people out there creating more success with less skills less money less resources less going for them so I just don't prescribe to not believing that anything is possible like it's just I like if my husband came to me and said Haley, I want to be the president of America I'd be like amazing I'm behind you like let's make this happen like there's just nothing that anybody could say to me there'd be things that I'd be like okay like that might be hard but there's just nothing that I would ever be like that's impossible I don't believe it I love that I freaking love it so There's just, there's so much gold in everything you're saying. So I'm just wanting to really hone in on like what happened. So, cause I want to speak to the people who struggle as well with pulling in sales, getting clients. So there's the Haley 
who just started, who says this is what's going to happen and then you do it. But then what happens like in between? Like, what is it? That it doesn't just appear like you go after it, you do it, you you know, you chase the thing, you take the action. Like, so can you tell us about that? But also, how can you really speak to the people who are like, OK, but I'm I feel like I'm doing it and I'm not bringing the clients in. Yeah, so there's a couple of things. And I think that I like to be really, really honest with my journey. So obviously, I didn't just go from nothing to something. I have been self-employed almost my whole working life, apart from when I was college, lecturer for a while, didn't last very long at that. I hated it. It was horrible. They said I had to work my son's birthday, so I left. Um, <laughs> that, that wasn't going to happen. So again, I was just like, I'm just not available for this. I'm not going to stay here. That's that's not how I want to bring up my children or run my life. So I know how to market. I'd always marketed through word of mouth, through social media. I knew how to market. I was also a mum blogger. So again, and this is actually, it was during my third pregnancy, I decided I'm going to become a mum blogger. So I learned everything I could through YouTube. And I gave myself a year to get 10,000 followers and I got 10,000 followers in a year. I think we had just over 11,000 and then I learned how to monetize that. And then I helped other people grow it as well. So when I came into the coaching space, probably things happened. I got certified in two different coaching certifications at once. For one of them, we had to take on two case study clients. I took on nine, all for free. So I already came with social media experience, with business experience, with if I do something, let me dominate it. I'm going to become the best at this. So then when I started getting clients, five out of six of them were all coaches. And they're like, Hilly, that's amazing. The life stuff, but also teach me how to market, teach me how to do that. So my second month in business, I pivoted and became more of business coaching. But what I'd say as well is because I understood the industry I was going into of marketing and giving social media, for three months before I launched my business, I started a brand new Instagram and I intentionally showed up daily and gave value for those three months without selling anything. So yeah. I gave up. I, I spent and again, full transparency, because I think there's too many people selling unrealistic dreams here. And this isn't what you have to do. But I was spending on average six to eight hours a day on Instagram. Like that's a full time job. Yeah. Connect, nurturing, going live. I did like a weekly live series at eight o'clock every Saturday night. So I gave up my weekends to give and I wasn't selling anything. I was like, here's a training on Instagram. Let's have a conversation about this. Here's a training on mindset. Here's how you can get over your limiting beliefs. I've done more case studies and more case studies. I leveraged the testimonials. Like, And so I'd done what it took to build a brand. And then when I launched, I started really low. So I got told I shouldn't charge less than a hundred pound a session. And I was like, in my head, that was per hour. So I'm like, a hundred pound an hour? Like, that's insane. I could never charge that amount of money. Like, it just absolutely blew me away. I was like, I can't charge that. So I didn't, but I didn't want to like lower the coaching industry. So I started at a hundred pound an hour and I discounted it. So I was like, for the next five people, you get 40% off. So I was charging 60 pound a session. And I went up from there and I massively over-delivered. And now it's like 30K to work with me one-to-one. So my prices have massively increased. But I got behind what I could. And I worked lots. And there was some days where I was working from 7 o'clock in the morning and still working at 2 o'clock in the morning. My laptop came everywhere with me. I had a conversation with my husband and my kids. And I asked them, I said, give me a year. 
give me a year and I promise I'll make this work. But that means cutting back on birthday presents. It means no family holidays this year. It means like I won't see you as much. And I was like literally, and again, most people would not show up and work on social media for eight hours, serve like six to nine clients a week for free without seeing any money while trying to bring in money in the background. I was affiliating for other people's courses as well. I was doing anything just to try and make this work. And I was working whatever it took. And I'm not saying you have to build your business that way, but I had to. I had to because I didn't have the proof it could work. I had the proof that my whole life, if you wanted something, you went out and worked hard for it. So I had to show myself that that could be my reality in the coaching space. Yeah. And then after my personal development group, my mindset work, my energetics and my money, I started to outsource. I managed to cut back. Oh, it doesn't have to be this way. Oh, a 5K transaction came in in a split second. Well, that was easy. So I started to stack proof of it working. And then I started to cut back and very quickly. But I knew that I was good. Like we invested when it made no sense. Like my husband. He's his only hobby is his bike and like he sold his bike so I could invest in the business it was literally like we're going to do whatever it takes to make this work and it was never not going to work but at the same time like those six months it didn't even take me a year those six months are the reason why I'm living the way I'm living now and again it's not to say do it that way but so many people's actions don't match their ambitions I wanted success and I wanted success really quickly. So I was willing to put in the actions to do that. If someone wanted to get 10 to 20K months, only working 10 hours a week from the start, have a realistic time frame. Rather than three months, have three years. Right? Like, there's no right or wrong way. Mali's not right. Like, Mali's like, I'm like, don't do what I've done. It was horrible. You'll hate your life. Like, do not do it. Like, you think it's good now because you've seen the results. But are you willing to do that without seeing the results? Because that's what I did. I put in the work like I was getting guaranteed a million pound business when I was getting nothing. And most people can't do that. And that's okay. But then don't compare your results to a timeline of someone is willing to do that and to grow and learn and pivot along the way as well. 100%. So the golden nugget there was um, you need to have your actions match your ambition. But also, like, I think, you know, I see this a lot as well, where it's like people are just putting out offers where you spend three months knowing your people and giving pure value. So if you're out there and you're listening and you're wondering why you haven't gotten the clients, like, do you know your clients and do you know the value they need? And are you relentlessly serving value to them and giving it to them? And that's what you did for, would, would you say that was with six months? You just purely did yeah, three, value. Three months before I sold and then I sold after those three months. And absolutely, I gave people, and I always say as well, give people, sell people what they want and give them what they need. So yeah. I was like, my first group Instagram program is learn how to grow your first thousand followers and your coaching business because that's what my community wanted but then in the background I'm teaching them personal brand and mindset and all of this as well because it's all needed but people wanted that or they want the 10k months or they want that and like I believe in giving everything but it's simple like business to me is simple it's find out who you want to serve where are they just now and what are they struggling with where do they want to be and how do you bridge that gap? And yeah. if you can market bridging that gap, 
if you build the trust up first and then market that in a way where you're showcasing your personal brand, you're leveraging what you bring to the table. There's there's so many people that start out and they're just like, I'm going to sign high tech. The amount of clients I coached in the beginning that were coming to me because they'd signed up to like pay 10K to work with a coach who told them sell high ticket coaching, 5K per client and only sell that. And they've been trying for like six months and going no success. And I'm like, okay, so what results do you get your clients? They're like, well, I've not worked with any clients yet. I'm like, so how are you going to charge 5K? One, you've no social proof. But two, it doesn't, even if you're someone that believes, well, you don't need to, you can go and charge that. Can you get behind those prices? Yeah. Do you feel confident in charging that? They're like, no, I'm like, well, well then, like you're never going, you can scale up really quickly and scale your prices up really quickly. But unless you can get behind it and you can get behind going out, like I could never have charged what I charge now. But is now I'm like, you're getting a steal. You can work for me for like six months for 30K and you're ROI. Like I've done a VIP session with one of my clients recently and it was like 6K including VATS. It's 5K plus VAT. And in that four hours, we mapped out an additional 925,000 for her for this year, additional for a 6K investment. So of course I'm like, who wouldn't pay 6K to work with me for four hours? At the beginning, I was like, I couldn't even charge 6K for a year. I couldn't get behind it because I didn't have the social proof for myself or I couldn't see the results I could get for people yet. So powerful. So if you're out there, you need to be so hyper clear on the results you get for your client and then match that with whatever right price feels aligned and back yourself. And the other thing, before we wrap this up, Haley, I really want you to talk about this because you do this really well, is you show up very boldly and unapologetically online. Like you are just like this, I'm on a yacht. I am I'm making millions of dollars. Like you don't. And I really feel this is a, a thing that I lived in Australia for 13 years and Aussies have this thing, they call it the, the tall poppy syndrome where if like you get too tall, we need to cut you down. And I feel there's so many distortions around people needing to keep themselves, you know, palatable. Those like people in it's safe and it's okay. And let's cut ourselves, let's step it back. You're like, no, you need to unapologetically. So like when you combine your relentless mindset, when you combine the, being very clear on the value and the results that you can get for people and how to market that very clearly through giving value, when you combine that through taking action with your unapologetic way that you show up. You feel like that's kind of your recipe, would you say? For sure. And mastery as well. So I'd say mastery for sure. Like I master, like I'm going to certified in like six different modalities. I'm in four different masterminds myself. Just now I work with multiple coaches. Like I commit to mastery in every single area. But with the like showing up unapologetically, British people are the same. Like they're they're still the same and what's really funny is I'm a massive introvert like get me speaking about something like this and I'm outward energy I'm like this is amazing I love this but it's so funny because people meet me in person and they're like you're so different they're like you're the same but you're like a lot nicer and I'm like well how do people say that to me like I'm really nice I'm really nice I'm really warm I'm really caring but I think it's when people see that boldness they assume that someone like that is going to be quite whereas people that are in my world they're like you're so generous with your time you're so kind you're so down to earth and I think that 
that's because that's what we associate like boldness and on they must be cold they must like only care about money they must only be this kind of way and we don't want people to think that of us so we shy away from it like that first month when I hit over five thousand pounds I remember making a cocktail and I asked my husband to put nice clothes on and I asked my husband to take a picture of me in the kitchen holding my cocktail and he's like what's this for and I was like go celebrate and that I made like over five thousand pounds this month and he was like Haley, you cannot do that and I was like why he's like people are going to think you're full of yourself like it's, like I love you and I support you but I don't think that's a good idea and I was like it went through my mind for a second and the fact that it went through my mind is the exact reason that I have to do it why should I be ashamed like why should it like the fact that like I never want my daughter to feel like that never because I know that men don't so like why should women like and the fact that we feel that way is the very reason we have to get unapologetic about it and it's one of those things that you have to feel that way and then go and do it anyway like feel that way and then go and celebrate it feel that way and own what you bring to the table because the more you do that the more you you get comfortable with it yourself but you give other women permission to do the same as well like we need to celebrate each other and I think that we're not taught to do that yeah. even through the school system we're taught to be mediocre at everything so if you're gifted at art in school but you're failing in math and English you get told that you're failing and you need to put more time into math and English you don't get told you're a genius at art let's draw for the rest and hone your art skills you're never celebrated for being amazing at one thing you're brought down for not being good enough at everything so it sets us up for like this unrealistic expectation and this mediocrity where you're good at everything like it's like that whole jack of all trades master of none but it's so that's why we don't own what we're amazing at because a lot of people don't even know what it is that they're amazing at Oh my gosh. Yes. And this is just yet another thing that you give people permission to do and be. And before we wrap this up, I want to just say Haley spilled all of this organically. Your whole seven figure business has been organic. You're a mother of four children who you homeschool all of them and you've done all of this organically. <laughs> do you run any it's ads at run. the moment at all or not yet? A business, a I'll be honest, a business that posts that are dates. So I'm doing a challenge this night. I was like oh I'm gonna miss this so like I put 20 pounds on it and I was like I don't know what I'm doing there. like I know ads some of my clients use ads but no that's the only thing I was like Instagram was like this post like we'll give you five pounds to miss this post so I was like oh let's pay Instagram some money so it basically got up to 20 pounds that is it that is all I have done and don't use that I will I will at some point I've just not needed to so it doesn't like and I've got a small audience I've built up my Instagram but we've still got less than 7,000 followers on Instagram I've got less than a thousand in my Facebook group I've got less than a thousand on my email list what like, mm-hmm. oh I've my got god tiny mailing list tiny like my Instagram is my biggest platform it's super small super connected and yet the ROI that I get in that space because it's connection and collaboration and things like my email list I email them every single day it's a 50% open rate and it's never changed from that ever like because people love being in the community they're looking in that space and it's something that I always push first like value first community first you don't need a big audience you don't need big lists you don't need to spend lots of money on ads 
when you know your audience, this is funny, this is something that me and Nick were talking about in our call actually, that there's so many people out there that teach social media, that teach you how to be an influencer. Like I know how to be an influencer, I was one. That's literally like, I got paid to influence other mums, like using mum products and baby products. Growing my Instagram business for coaching has been completely different. I could take, create a new social media channel and 100% believe that within a month I could get 10,000 followers on it, but they're not going to convert the same as my audience do because it's not an audience built for fans or followers. Like I teach social media and all my platforms and I don't ever want to teach on hashtags. And my clients are like, what hashtags do I use? I'm like, whatever you damn want. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't like, I remember sitting in a space once and it was this woman that taught social media and she charged a lot of money for it. And she was like, you have to use the right hashtags. If you don't, no one will find you. And I've literally just helped my friend grow her mum blog. And one of the posts got almost 8,000 likes and she got 1,200 followers from that one post. She didn't put one hashtag on it. I'm like, oh. Instagram's smart. Yeah. Like Instagram isn't relying on like Haley typing in like, it's like, oh, we don't know where to put this piece of content because Haley didn't put a hashtag on it. It's like, it doesn't work like that. So for me, you don't have to do the influencer things. Like you don't like, if you can go out there and be authentic, like create content from a place of show your authority, show your social proof, show that you are the person to solve your client's problems show your life, show your lessons from it, like spend time connecting, nurturing, then you're going to have not just clients now, but clients for life who recommend you and refer you and stay in your world as well. Like, yes, we want the strategy, the mindsets, the energetics, but don't let anything stop you or don't like be attracted by like shiny objects or like, oh, I don't understand hashtags, so I can't do it. Like, you don't need to, you don't need fancy graphics. Like, I've made sales from repurposing posts or writing a post on my notes section of my phone, screenshotting it and like cutting it down to Instagram size and putting it up. Like it doesn't have to be hard. It gets to be simple. It gets to be easy. That's not to say there's not work involved. It just doesn't have to be overcomplicated. It gets to be easy and it gets to be available to everybody. Oh my gosh. I love this. I have like so many questions written down, but of course I didn't need to ask any of them. (laughs) I knew we would flow. It's so good. Haley. So where can people find you? People who are listening, how can they get in touch with you? Where can they find you? Best place is always Instagram because that's just like where I hang out. It's my main community. So I'm at the Sigma Femme over on Instagram. I have got a little Facebook group community that's really cool to be a part of as well. So they can come and find me there. But if anybody jumps into my Instagram DMs, I can always point them to the best places for them as well. Yay. So I will put your private Facebook group and your Instagram handle in the show notes for everybody to access. Haley, thank you so much for your time. You're such a generous human. I appreciate you. I adore you. What you've created is amazing and so inspiring. And you just give permission to do and be and have and create whatever it is you want. So thank you for being that shining light. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for listening today, beautiful soul. I hope you got so much gold and were activated in such a way that you could step into your highest timeline of abundance and freedom because it is more than possible for you. If that desire has been planted in your soul, it is so deliberate. 
If you wouldn't mind, please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast so that we can get this message into the hearts and ears of more amazing light beings across the world. I would love to continue this conversation with you. So feel free to get in touch on Instagram at sarah.tynan.quantumcoach. If you're a Facebook person, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Sarah Tynan International. And please don't ever forget, if your desire is there, it's because your destiny is there too. You just have to remember who the you are. Bye for now, beautiful.